something dr angel well good evening mama mac yeah it is thursday night it is and we are live right here in the studio continuing on with a series that we began four weeks now this is number five for this series right yes it is yes it is yeah and we normally do series it seems they don't start out that way hardly ever do they no they start out like (laughs) oh this will be one maybe two shows six shows later right and and so this is number five in coping with the covid calamity is what we're calling this yes because it is a calamity that we're all going through and it is pertinent to this very day, this moment in time, all of it that we're experiencing. And we have had so many results. Tommy, it's crazy what's been going on this week and last week with our shows. The response has totally been six or seven times what it normally is. It's been really, really good. So we appreciate our audience sharing these shows. And uh, we are live on Facebook right now, are we not? Yes, we are. Okay, on the Go Yard page. Yes, we are. And so now we know what people are doing while they're sitting at home. They're yes. listening to Go Yard. How about that? Yeah. But uh, And we appreciate our audience. We really do. I was just shocked to see some of the numbers today. So that is really good. So we would love to hear from you. If you would like to call in, since we are live, you could do that if you have a question or a comment during this show. And that phone number is 727-441-3000. I'll give that to you again a little slower. 727-441-3000. And so we're excited about uh, what God's doing and what's happening with this show. And uh, why are we even doing this show, Dr. Angel? We're in our fifth, sixth year. Mm-hmm. Sixth year, aren't we? Yes. I lose track. You do. It's okay. We all do. Time seems like it's flying by. It does, you know? doesn't For it? Real. Um, this show's our life coaching show, and right. it's counseling, and it's all about giving our listeners real practical tools Amen. and strategies yes. that they can use to help make their lives better. Right. And in this day and time that we're living in, there's some critical life changes that are going on in everybody's life, don't you think? Yes. I mean, it's not like business as usual. It's not. No, it is not business as usual. You know, we've we all have been experiencing this COVID calamity now right. for several weeks. Well, probably about two months since it's really started. Yeah, yeah two months. You at know, least, yeah. making headlines in our news right. and starting to change people's lives. Exactly. In some way or another. And if you would like to catch up on these shows, we encourage you to go to TantalkNetwork.com. You can see it right here. TantalkNetwork.com. Go to podcasts and go to the name of this show, which is Go Yard. And all of these shows in the series are going to be there, plus a a bunch of others. Yes. Or you can go to our website, GoYard2014.org, O-R-G, and why? We always tell them why. why. Why would you go to our website? Why would you do that? You would do that because on our website, our shows are titled. So you'll yes. get an idea of what that topic of that show or series is about. And so whatever you're going through, we probably have a show for you because we, probably we have covered do. so many topics over the last six years. Um, so you can get great tools, great help for whatever it is you might be going through. Exactly. And I was just going back here through my notes to see when we started the COVID series. Um, And it was March 26th, I believe. 
So um, so that show, then April 2nd, 9th, and so forth. So there's this, again, being number five. So catch those. And yes. uh, feel free to send us comments or whatever you'd like to do. Dr. Angel, you are the licensed professional around here. I just play one on TV, <laughs> right? And so you are a Ph.D. and licensed mental health counselor and in private practice. And yes. people can contact you for an appointment. Yes, And you can. are swamped right now. Yes, they and am. And there's a reason why you're swamped right now right now besides the fact that you've been in practice for a year and your reputation is getting around your reputation is getting out there oh my um well yeah i'm swamped because this we're going through a lot of stuff right now you know collectively as a a world yes um and there's a lot that people are struggling with exactly and so the our, our whole goal of this show has always been to be like a life coaching show uh, a show where we discuss all kinds of topics. If you go back through the five and a half years we've been on the air, right here at this time slot, drive time, great great time slot, uh, with, this is all about uh, helping people cope with life and, and really having answers on how to handle all kinds of problems. So yes. go to our website. You're going to see the topics. As you scroll down through the shows, you're going to see all the series and all the topics that we've done. So uh, we're glad you're joining us tonight. So anyway, last week we started talking about the stages of grief. And why would we be talking about that when we're talking about coping with the COVID calamity? Why is there grief involved? Well, sure, because... Well, there's grief and loss because our lives have changed. We have lost the way of living that we once knew a couple months ago. Yes. Um, It happened in stages and every one of us is having a different experience with what's changed in their world. So maybe, you know, we've lost that ability to go have those fine dining restaurant experiences with our friends and loved ones. We, you know, our kids are schooling at home. We know we're not getting that time away maybe we're not working or we're working from home or we're working endless hours like our lives have changed and we've yes. lost the life temporarily but we've lost the life that we had just a couple months ago exactly and with the news constantly saying that we're going to be in kind of this place for a while until a vaccine is found maybe not exactly the strict as we are right now but life is still changing i mean it's in stages. Isn't it is it? still changing in stages, and yeah. there's so many unknowns still. Right. You know, um, just this week, some states have announced they're starting to do some of the reopening prog- you know, sure. processes, right. which now has led to new fears and new challenges. Um, so each stage of this has just kind of recycled this grief and loss for us because we just kind of settle into one. Okay, we're we're getting a groove a little bit here, and then boom, something else changes, yeah. and we have to adjust. And us living here in Florida, we love our beaches, and those have not been open. Although some some of our northern friends think they are because of the news, and that's only Jacksonville area, and then that's just it. So we're get, we're dealing with a lot of these um, incomplete news stories getting sure. passed out all over the place so yeah florida beaches are open yeah they failed to tell you that first of all it was just one little section and very limited hours and no sunbait like all these restrictions were there (laughs) and then when you look at like the photos like they use the same photos in california that they did in florida and i was like oh the people at the same exact beaches like (laughs) so like you know the media has heightened like you know, there's a lot of misinformation out there. Sure there is. Yeah. And so all of that contributes to the frustration that we're going through because of the changes. So last week we started talking about denial. Um, I want you to, to kind of summarize what we were kind of talking about last week and how that applies to this COVID calamity. Sure. You know, when we're in that denial phase, we're kind of in that shock, that fear that, you know, how can we make this go away or how can we avoid it? You know, some people have tried to just you know, buck the system and keep things as normal as possible. Sure. Um, you know, they're just that denial. We want, we don't want to have to deal with right. these changes that are happening. And so we start acting out irrationally or we acting out in fear. We're stockpiling, we're buying, we're, you know, we're just, we're on this like huge rant, you know, just to figure right. out how survival is going to look. And it's all kind of very fear-based in that denial. Yeah, it is. And the denial of, oh, we're going to have to do this. I mean, we just don't want to do make these changes. We don't want to get away from our normal, do we? I mean, that's human nature, I well, think, that is isn't human it? human nature. You know, and in part of that 
denial stage is, is the confusion and yes. with rules yes. and laws changing mm-hmm. by the day. Yeah. Literally. A lot of confusion. There's so much confusion. And that just eats away at our sense of security, I think. Yes. Right? It does because like we need we need hard information. Like right. we need facts. Like we can deal with change when we like have facts of what that's gonna right. look like or be or like we can cope with that pretty well. Right. It's when there's all these unknowns and all this confusion and yes. all these different standards and you know, I was listening to a show where they're talking about like how some states are opening at different paces, you know, paces and some states aren't you know, you can travel, they'll let tourists start coming in, but then the state that they may have come from might not let you come back to your state. Oh like, my gosh. all this confusion, <laughs> really? yeah. right? So, like, right. that's a, I mean, that's a lot of confusion. And because this is a huge country, you yes. know, and a lot of times you hear on the news that they compare us to Italy or, or Spain or some, those are little tiny countries. Yes. Not much territory there to deal with. This is huge, this this massive country we live in. So a it lot is of, huge. And then there's a lot of different governing bodies. You know, right. we have to deal with the federal regulations and then the state regulations and then the county and now even some cities have different regulations. So like right. that's a lot to figure out. Right. Sure. So it leads to confusion. So that denial stage is where a lot of people were right at the beginning, I think. Yes. And then we see, and we talked about this last week, where people begin to morph into the anger stage. Do you want to talk about that? Because oh, yes. I think we're still kind of there, oh, too. Oh, we're still in anger. You know, and there's by, some denial and some anger, and right. we're kind of bouncing in We go in back these. and forth, don't we? Do. we? Yes. And that anger is where we're seeing the irritability, right. the frustration, the aggressive driving, the mm-hmm. people yelling at each other other in the grocery stores yeah um people who want to be the law you know tell everybody what the rules are and you know enforcement yes Um, we talked about that last week in groceries you know that have one-way aisles some of them now and people who like to say scream at somebody else for being on going the wrong way on the one way Sure. I mean, and that's happening like all over the place oh yeah it is yeah and you know so that anger stage like our lives are different we're struggling to how do we deal with this you know originally we kind of went in with this thinking it was gonna be super temporary two weeks yes we did didn't we i kind of remember those days that's been a long time ago where right, we thought it know, might be just two and day, the messages weeks. that were coming out to us oh it's just going to take two weeks we want to make sure we can stock up our hospital so we're not overwhelming them and sure. like five weeks later like we're still yeah. dealing with this exactly. limitations and yeah so yeah, people you know people are losing their businesses. People aren't yes. getting income. They're struggling to pay bills or feed their family, and there's right. a lot of anger a lot coming of anger. out from this. Absolutely. So, and we want to say on these five parts of this whole grief cycle, these you you can go in and out of yes, all these. Do. do you want to explain that why yeah, that's so, the case? It's I mean, not progressively progressive necessarily. No, it's not this like linear. Oh, I went to stage one. Now I'm in stage two. So I'm done with stage one. Not, not necessarily. No. And we're dealing with loss and grief in a lot of different areas of our life. So we could be at one stage, say, with like our career, but maybe right. a completely different stage with our family or okay. other areas of our sure. lives, too, because we're, you know, our lives are lots of different parts to our lives. Right. So, you know, there's a lot that every part's changing. Right. And I think that's one of the things that makes this whole calamity so much harder is there is not a real consistent uh, way to think it's going to be like next week. It's going to be like this. You know, it's it's right. There's no predictability. Right. No. That's the word I was looking for. Predictability. And our human brain craves predictability. But there is a lot of irritability. There's a lot of irritability because there's not (laughs) no predictability. There's not any predictability. So there is a lot of irritability out there and everywhere. Yes. And it's part of that's because of this lack of security, this lack of, you know, this confusion that's still going on, this lack of, you know, we can predict that this is going to happen or life might look like this or there's a a light at the tunnel. I hear that. uh, Yeah. Why do people not do good with 
things being so unsettled? Why is it we really like to have things pretty much predictable? What is that about our nature? Well, you know, it's part of the human condition. Like we okay. need, you know, that's part of that feel, that felt safety. I know we've talked about yes. that in a lot of ways. Yes. And that felt safety for our brain, it needs to be able to feel safe and secure. And that means having predictability, having okay. consistency, having, okay. you know, this routine, this, you know, that safety of, you know, having a roof or having food or being able to provide those minimally necessary right. things in our lives. We don't have that security right now that well, we can. Well, people that have lost jobs and they don't know if they're ever going to have that job again or if they're going back to anything. I can't even imagine that's not affected my career or yours because we're really in business for ourselves. Right. But for so many people, it has. And they're, you know... They don't know if they're going to have to move or what the, how they're going to feed their kids. I mean, the lines of cars getting help from food banks is just, it's overwhelming in some it states. Is, it is overwhelming. And I think yeah. it's overwhelming a lot in a lot of places. And then, you know, and then we have the threats to food supply, like what happened in that meat packing plant this oh, week yes. where, you know, they had a massive breakout right. and had to close it. And yes. Like, so... What does that, you know, that puts things that are necessary for us at risk. At risk. And and this whole thing about a virus is so difficult anyway because it's unseen. It's invisible. Right? right. It's one thing if there's a nuclear threat. That's different, you know, than – that would be horrible. But just the sure. same, it would be a different thing than this silent enemy that we have going on. Right. This invisible enemy really yeah. makes it – I think much more complicated. First of all, anyone can carry it. Yes. They may not know they're carrying right. it. So like that makes everyone the potential enemy. Exactly. Yeah, everybody is actually potentially a carrier. Right. right? And that can mean with with or without symptoms. Sure. Your kids or your loved ones or your friends or your family like Everyone can be a potential Which is why, threat. why we have to stay home, basically, right? Stay home and stay away. As, bu- as much as possible. And so not only does our brain create, you know, crave that security and that felt safety and that predictability, but we also crave our relational connections. Exactly. We miss hanging out with the friends and going places and doing things. Sure, we need that. I mean, even work connections yeah. are important connections. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. Those human interactions aren't the same and even when you can do video and i'm so blessed to be able yes, to have you're technology seeing a lot of your patients that way and right i do now. offer that and i do offer in office still but it's not it's not the same you're, you're missing that the physiological response sure. that happens to our body when we are in the same room with someone right yeah it's it's good for us yes. to interact it's not good to be a hermit right no so that bleeds us into this third phase and again these go back and forth and that's depression yes so we're going to talk tonight predominantly about depression why it's happening what we can do about it how it's affecting our daily lives right mm-hmm. and um, I mean, you, most people, if you ask them, are you depressed? No, 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 I'm okay. I'm rolling with the punches. You know how it is. And we're all in this together. I mean, you hear the cliches, right? Oh, you do right? hear it, yes. Everyone's talking in bumper sticker phrases right, right. now. Uh, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> but to, for the truth, the truth of the matter is most people are pretty sad about this whole thing. They are. Maybe, Absolutely. Maybe that's a good word for it. No, and, and, and they are. They're sad. And I'm starting to see, like, those depressive behaviors really emerging from a lot right. of people. And so we're doing things like comfort eating and reading you see too all, much. We see all that on Facebook. All yes. these people say how much they've gained already and all that kind yes, of thing. Yes, they call it the quarantine 15. That was the new phrase I've heard. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, you know, those are some of the things we do when we're depressed. Or sure. we aren't enjoying things we once enjoyed. So... We might have used like our favorite hobby for the first few weeks that we've been in quarantine to kind of bring us joy, but now it's not. Right. We're, we're losing that. Well, don't you think part of that is because we're getting frustrated with the time lag and how long this is lasting, right? Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a long time already. And going in with that mindset of it's temporary, it's a few weeks, like we all have that mindset, right. you know, that this was going to just be a temporary thing to get through and it is a temporary thing but now it's you know it's a temporary thing with no definite end reminds me of pregnancy 
Yes. (laughs) Right? Um, Because I just got a new grandson a few weeks ago. And going through that whole nine months with my daughter-in-law and my son and all that, and as the stages developed, they're getting closer and closer and anticipating the event, knowing their life is going to change. But it's not an, a case for depression because something is coming that they know is going to be great right. at the and end so, of that, right? Absolutely. So their life is changing in major ways. And right. this is a great you know, analogy because you have an, a light at the tunnel because you kind of get this due date, right? right and sure. if and it doesn't come by this due date, they always give you like this worse case date. Yeah. So you have this. The date. The date, <laughs> even though there's some flexibility. Like right. you have the final end date right. of when they're things gonna, are going to be there. Like, so you can. You don't have it yet. Emotionally and mentally and financially right. in all the ways, prepare yourself for this huge change. Right. We do not have that. We don't date have that. And not or, only that, with a the arrival of a child, unless there's some serious issue with that child, it brings a, a joy, a happiness. It brings a change that, yeah, you have to get used to staying up at night and all those things. But it brings a joy. That's, guess, the sure, point. Sure, it does. It, yes, it's, it's bringing a welcome change for most people. A welcome change, right? Very for most true. people. But with this that we are going through, this is not anything great that's going to make us feel better in five months. I mean, Correct. it's... It's going to be life's going to be more complicated probably when when flu and, season hits this fall. Well, and not just that; it's just the things that we had that were normal activities of everyday life. Yes. And how everyone's talking about how this is going to change in these ways. Like everyone's trying to predict how you well, know baseball, restaurants will go, baseball, or sporting football, events, right? Or hockey, all of it. Yeah, all of this will have yes. to change. And like I've even listened to like some of the plans that major amusement parks are thinking of implementing. Like how life is going to have to change, and not for the better in our. Not really, no. And not for just a few weeks. Right. So this could be something that's ongoing. So I believe that is a huge factor that's contributing to depression in people. They're beginning to get the message, oh, wait a minute, this isn't going to be over in two weeks after all, even though we thought at first it was just a two-week stay-at-home two weeks. There's still going to be adjustments we're going to have to make that are still unknown. And if we're, you know, a person who owns a business and, you know, we're one of those restaurant owners or one of those, you know, yeah. individuals like, what will I be able to survive? Will I be able right. to, you know, keep this dream? I mean, that, when you own a business, that's a lifelong oh, dream. Oh, that's huge. Yes. Like, so people, you know, are experiencing their dreams crushing before they their are. eyes. And, like, there's a lot to... to to grieve right now they're grieving that and also the helplessness of this right because not only has this two-week initial stay-at-home thing turned into five or six now already and continuing on right but we aren't able to do much about it except do the things that they've told us to do right exactly that helplessness is definitely kicking and as humans we like to be in control of our environment and we cannot right now except for we do we do yeah okay you're right so our only control is wearing our masks you know (laughs) washing our hands using (laughs) cleaning and staying out of public and that's only control and that's where you see that anger (sighs) coming because people are trying to control that right because that's the only areas they really can control so then there's frustration at it it, that anger bursts out at other people you know sure i mean how many how many people have you watched driving by you with masks and gloves on in their car and they're the only one in their car i know i can't understand why they do that that's the control thing that's them trying to to be to do something about this virus in their world and control it yeah the only one in your car and you yeah you got a mask on yeah i i've yeah i've seen that but i've thought it was a little strange yeah it's a control thing It's, it's their way of feeling like they're getting control over what's going on yeah me, I put the top down on the convertible. I know I took the top off the Jeep. <laughs> no glass, no no gloves, no no mask. Um, just me and the wind, and I love it. Uh, what show? What song are we doing today? Oh, we are doing an Amy Grant song, and it's Helping Hand. And I just, it's a oh, song of encouragement. And really, yeah, I just wanted to send out a great. A song of encouragement to our listeners that everyone does need a helping hand. That's exactly right. And you know what, guys? We're so glad you listen. And we're so glad that we're getting all these new listeners. So be sure and go to our website, goyard2014.org. And we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. 
Professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. This is the Tan Talk Radio Network. that helping hand everybody needs a helping hand and that that song ring i have never experienced a time in life where that song has not ring more true it's the truth right it is and all these people dedicated first line responders around it's just amazing uh my real estate ad that we play was we, we cut that that was my son we cut that when we first started five and a half years ago so i've been doing real estate almost 29 years and it is amazing though that people are still needing to sell or buy or whatever yes so um if you caught that uh ad that's mine uh marcia mcallister and that's 727-417-0707 um and you know we can help you with any of that um let's talk more about this whole sense of helplessness um that is not that's not our nature characteristic is it i mean we there are some people i'm sure who like to be very helpless you know and get attention or whatever from that but i think human nature just look what's happening in new york look what's happening in these big cities where first first hand or you know right on the right getting out there and you know it is our nature you know that's we want to that's part of getting control of our environment right. is getting in there and being helpful and doing what we yes. can do yes. to fix or remedy whatever's going on. And so when we have this, you know, virus that's happening, I mean, people are working long oh, hours, crazy 16, hours, 18 hours, yes. 24 hours, yes. and they're, they're running on right. that fuel of needing to help needing to you know get in there what that does to those frontline responders eventually wears them down yes it does i've been one of those you have been one of those been working constantly seven days a week right now um and yeah you finally took a day off but i think it was because it was your birthday i took a day off and i was in (laughs) bed all day sick But 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 that is what happens with some of these that are working constantly to meet the demand yes. of the healthcare whatever my my grandson one of my grandsons Justin is a uh, frontline responder in Indiana as an EMT guy and he loves what he does and I pray for his safety all the time but he loves that and he works these 16 18 20 hour shifts yes it's just what happens right now well you know? and it does and i think it does for a couple of reasons first of all those who join the helping professions join so because they truly care and believe about humanity they and do life. they really do yeah and so then we see this threat yes to humanity and life and all right as we know it, all yes. kinds of stuff right so they want to do whatever it takes mm-hmm. to fight this on the front end and and they are and right 
it's amazing. But yes, they are too lowering their immune system and wearing themselves out because they are putting in tremendous hours because their passion is for humanity and humankind. And right. Yeah, and, and we're fighting this invisible virus that travels much quicker than we can contain it. Oh, it's it's horrendous. Uh, the other thing about depression when it comes to helplessness is I think that we we, we stay on kind of an emotional high for a while when yes. you're when you're experiencing something like this that's a, so dramatic and affecting the whole globe, and then suddenly you begin to perhaps have people near you who have died or people who who are very ill or you begin to see that you are running out of steam yes. which is what happened to you this week absolutely and, and you're true you so you know we've talked about this being a collective trauma and, and igniting those parts of our brain that sends off those stress hormones those stress hormones are what energizes us right you know and so we're flooded with all these stress hormones but they're also very energizing and give us this like super power that we can work longer shifts than we're used to and it's we adrenaline can just keep rush going and keep right? going yeah yeah then we've over flooded our system right. and our systems like crash and it crashes hard on us when it does come to that crash how about the people you know the stories of people that there's been a wreck and some some guy sure. superhumanly lifts a car up off of a person right that adrenaline rush and i think that that's what's happening a lot with people in on the front lines in sure. particular Right. But once we've kind of over flooded our systems with it, then we start that depression starts kicking in yeah. because we are overwhelmed. We, we can't our bodies can't physically keep up with that. Yeah, demand. Our bodies can't keep up. Um, yeah. And we start feeling like we aren't as helpful as we would like to be and we can't do what we're trying to do or we feel the limitations and it's discouraging oh it is i was watching the news a couple nights ago and and this uh healthcare worker i think she was a nurse in an icu unit in new york and she was describing the actual pain of having to sit and help a person dying look into the screen of their ipad and say their goodbyes say their goodbyes that's horrible absolutely i mean i can't even imagine i can because they describe it and this nurse that was describing this was just she was broken she was crying and crying and it i mean it wasn't just a patient it was this is what they were having to do with these people over and over over and over again and, and you know when we're dealing with it and then it's always you know we're also experiencing it as we're trying to help in it so what happens to me or my family or if I am I next like that fear sure. comes on to us too and especially when you're really seeing the reality of what's happening I think it heightens that I saw something last night on the news uh, or night before I guess maybe uh, in front of the White House there were all kinds of or I don't think it was right next door to the White House but anyway you could see the White House behind there okay all of these healthcare workers and they had posters did you see that mm -mm. of the pictures and the names and what what hospital they worked in of all of these doctors and nurses and all these different ones that have already died wow. have died and it was like whoa i mean that was like reality and there was like i don't know 20 25 of these people with a poster there of these of whoa and, and i right. mean this it's, is this is huge it's devastating i mean i mean even just and I don't want to minimize it, but even working in the mental health field, like, you know, helping patients, you know, cope with their everyday life and these changes, like we don't have the supports that we would typically have to help them. And so we're seeing them struggle more. We're yeah. seeing um, I've had several patients who have had a death of a loved one, not to covid but to just other death. situations yeah, right and grieving that death oh, is yes. right now it's not it's not easy a funeral it's not the right. traditional yes. you know things that rituals that we do when we get that comfort and that support when we're losing someone significant in oh, our life I, yes definitely I, I saw the news right before i left senator uh, elizabeth warren's brother died today of covid wow and she was just saying how sad that was, no funeral, because they couldn't go. You know, that's what is happening, you yes. know, with this terrible plague. And so people are devastated, not just by the shock of losing someone, 
but also by the fact you can't even mourn, you can't celebrate them at, at this point like you and would. And the loss of that support that you really need during those right. times. You know, people aren't bringing the meals and they're not coming and comforting you right. and like hearing you or being with you. And those are important things that we need when we experience deep loss. Which in this phase of depression, I think leads a lot of times to the blahs. The blahs. You want to explain the blahs? Oh yes, that the blahs are just, and I think so many people are there. Yeah. Um, you know, they just are kind of existing. They wake up, keep the sweats on for a couple days at a time, maybe take a shower a few times a week. You know, they're just blah. They, you know, they may log on and do their work, but they're kind of doing the minimum right now. They're just kind of just doing what they need to do if they're getting things productively done. They might be, you know sitting on the letting you know movies just play and nothing excites them like just kind of numb it's just like we're in a holding pattern yeah have you ever been in a plane when you could they couldn't land have you ever had that happen it happened to me years ago uh coming to florida for a ministerial convention or thing that was coming and my family all lived down here so i'm in this plane and i remember very distinctly we're coming getting ready to land tampa airport and i said we're not gonna be able to land you know we've got we got problems, we got fog, you know. And we did this for like a couple hours, just staying up there and doing that. And then they began to say, well, we're, now we've got a fuel issue, right? And when we finally did land, it, was, it had been maybe three hours of doing all of this. It's an awful feeling to be in that limbo state up there. Sure. <laughs> let alone what we are all feeling right now with this. It's weird, and you just, you don't know what's gonna happen, right? Right, you know, and- It's the uncertainty. It is a lot of uncertainty, and so, you know, people are having a hard time coping, so when we can't find a lot of great strategies, we kind of stop coping, and our way to cope is shut down, and that's where you get those flaws. Yes, We, You know, in the beginning, a lot of times, people were connecting in, you know, using Zoom and all these things, and still, you know, connecting with people, but that's decreased a lot in the last couple of weeks, I've noticed. And that's because of this. Depression is setting that in. Blah uh, okay. the depression is setting in. Absolutely. Let's take this depression discussion to what happens when you're suddenly the parent at home homeschooling math that you did not do, right? Sure. Whatever you call that new, new math. Uh, common core. Common core. Um, or you are finding yourself having to help with all kinds of schoolwork and all kinds of things, and you just want things to go back to normal. You just, please, let's get it back to normal, right? Get these sure. kids out of the house. Sure. You know, plus, after a while, having had three myself and you too, that, you, you know, they, you, you need to get out of the house after a while. Parents need <laughs> breaks, right? Like, just right. normal life. When your kids go to school all day and you do whatever it is you do, right. if it's work or stay home and take care of your home, you need breaks. Yes. And we all need breaks, and we're not getting them. Well, in some some cases, you have grandparents having to do the homeschooling yes. because the parent is has to go to work. Sure. They're an essential a nurse or or whatever and they have to go to work and so you're now doing things that you don't even know what you're doing here. right so not only are you having to take care of you know these kids for an extended period of time while they're locked in and you don't have you know <laughs> parks and ways to run them out and exercise right. them like no so, beach which is important right now you're having to try and teach their schoolwork of school work that you might have never had any experience right with, exactly um or stuff you haven't looked at and for a long long time and they may not want to let you teach their schoolwork because you know that's a difficult navigation to let you sure. know a loved one and a kid learn like they get frustrated you get frustrated they don't oh, want to listen the dynamics the of dynamic that i don't have exhausting. that going on so it's and exhausting. I, thank god i don't but <laughs> i can imagine that there's a lot of people that have been thrust into that whole situation i have spoken to so many parents and grandparents who are working with their kids at home and they're like we are doing schoolwork till 9 10 11 12 o'clock every night because it takes that long to get through it and we don't even know if we're doing it right and wow you know the way they're telling us to do i don't know how to do it that way so i'm showing them this way and they're they're fighting that's not what my teacher said 
says and right. you know the parents are like I'm the teacher right now so like we're doing it like you're hearing all this you know happening. this is going on in homes everywhere absolutely it is and you know and it's it's hard to teach your kid. It I, is. I homeschooled my kids for a few years. So did you? Yes, I did. Mm. And like, I was never that um, uh, brave. <laughs> or crazy. I, I, let's use that word for it. Yeah, I started to say stupid, but that's okay. that's not a I nice said word. Crazy. Um, okay, but brave. you know, I was not that. Brave. That was out of choice. So these parents and grandparents aren't choosing to. No, do they're this. not choosing. They're forced. And, and when you do it out of choice, you kind of you have yeah. a little more energy to do sure. it. But it's sure. still very difficult. It's like draining. You have to set very clear boundaries. Like it was Miss Mommy when we did school, and we was like, it. Yes, it was because I had to set those roles <laughs> apart. You're gonna <laughs> laugh at me. No, that's interesting. I didn't know you real did. Yes, that. I did, and Miss I even mommy, huh? I even made my kids wear. I designed a uniform that they wore to school, like when we did our homeschool, like because oh, wow. I had to separate what school meant well and and, and that is did that help yeah it helped great yeah because they had boundaries and they had rules and they knew when they sat in that chair it was like being in school and and i actually even had a, a private building built in the backyard that that was our schoolhouse <laughs> oh my seriously gosh. don't laugh I, I just so never knew any of this. it was not at the kitchen table. It wasn't like in, you know, the living room or in those. That's in good. Front. Like it was a formal set of no. school for them at home. How and did that, that was work? challenging as all. Well, it lasted a few school years and then my children went to school. Okay. Because <laughs> I realized like they, I need a break as much as they sure. need someone else to, you know, hear things from other people and learn from other people. And right. So, and I had my kids very socialized and we joined every homeschooling activity possible. But at the end of the day, it wasn't healthy for us, um, it, for our situation. And, but the, you know, parents, they're, they're schooling in their living rooms at their tables. They may only have one computer and three right. kids who need exactly. to, to do work. So, what do they do? They might right. have, you know, a four or five year old who's learning to read while they have, you know, a 10, 12 or 13 year old who's working in, you know, yes. advanced mathematics and sciences and like they're we're not equipped for that. Oh, how frustrating. I mean, Very seriously, this is a it's it's like a uh, a kettle that's getting ready to boil, you know, full of something, right? Yes. Yeah, anger, uh, just frustration. Right, and, you, and know. you know, and the kids are afraid because they don't really understand what's what? going on. Right. They are very intuitive and pick up of the emotions of our the parents or caregivers. Sure. And they hear news or conversations, and they don't know how to interpret it. So they're acting out in their fear and their anger and their frustrations and their grief and loss. And then parents and caregivers, grandparents, whoever is caregiving is also in that same yeah. grief and loss and frustration and all that going on. So it's creating a lot of mess. You know, I think that it, when it was the first week or two, uh, it was like spring break and then you get another week. Right. Okay. So it was we like. We can do that. We can do that. Right. And then it became, no, you're not going back to school till May 1st. Well, and at now, first it was April 15th, oh, I think, yeah, here. Oh, yeah. That's right. And then it was May, May 1st, 1st. And now it's the rest this of the school year. the rest year. of the school year. So, um, you know, so it's gradually dawned on caregivers and parents and grandparents that, hey, this is the way it is for now. Correct. And, and that's know, hard. That's and frustrating. I think too, in the beginning when schools and teachers thought it was a few weeks, like yeah. I think they were nice with some of the assignments and trying to do review right. things and, you know, just kind of keep them engaged, but not, right. you know, super academic. And now we have academics we have to get finished in this right. format. And now, like, I notice even with my own high schooler, like the work is poured on in the yeah. last week here. Like it's much more demanding and much more difficult. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, people we understand. I mean, this we're seeing this, we're hearing this from people we know. And don't, I guess I, I want to say, I want to encourage people, don't let this get to you, but it is going to get to you to a certain extent. But don't feel bad if it is getting to you. Well, That's yeah, what I'm trying human. to say. You're human. We're, you're going to feel all these you're feelings. You're going to feel the frustration. And, and if you find yourself sitting in that anger, if you feel find yourself sitting in that depression, if you are feeling blah, if yes. you're not having the energy to, to do things, if you just want to wake up and think, I can't wait till I go to bed, like that's those depressive uh, yeah, symptoms. That's, that's right. Feeling overwhelmed to that point point that you just don't take showers and don't don't eat properly and don't exercise right if you're and, just craving that that junk comfort food yeah. if you're kind of giving up like right. on 
normal daily tasks that you you know usually would keep up with like those are symptoms of depression and there yes. is help right and it's okay to need that help well and i want to throw in the word suicide here let's throw that in because i have heard that there are people here and there who are very very overwhelmed not just mildly or just not medium but totally to the point of life's hard this is too hard this is too hard absolutely and i don't know how prevalent that is or people threatening that or whatever but i think it needs to be addressed i agree with you there's needs a to be suicide addressed. hotline is there not in the tampa bay area yes there there is and you know and you can always call nine one 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 if you are feeling like you just need you know you're danger to yourself or, or you're afraid you of what's going to happen or you know is someone threatening absolutely always take that seriously right take it seriously absolutely and you know they they assess and you know let the professionals figure out if you know if they need that extra help but it's always there and there are suicide there's national suicide hotlines and i wish i would have brought that with me i don't have it on hand but um they're they're out there um oh i just turned right to i I just turned right here you are awesome no i just i just what is it? it national suicide number so get a pen people uh, in the Tampa Bay area, you can just do two one one, but the national suicide number is one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. So I'm going to give you that again. Get a pen and let's write down these things. In the Tampa Bay area, your resource would be two one one. Yeah, always nine one one. Yes, two one one for Tampa Bay, and then eight hundred two seven three eighty two fifty five. Eight hundred two seven three Eight two five five. Why would somebody, uh, if they were feeling this way, a lot of times they don't want anybody to know. Correct. A lot of times so they do not. So if you know that your friend, your spouse, your coworker, whatever, is giving those signals, any signals that you want to point out here that they might. Um, there, there can be a lot of different intense signals. depression intense I, depression intense feelings of powerlessness that like things will not ever get better that right. the world would be better without them or their family or they're inevitably gonna just die soon anyway there's a lot of they're lose a lot of people who are like losing their businesses and their yes. dreams and now they're worried about losing their house like that's some high risk so people who are experiencing loss all right, a higher risk. Great depression. What happened? Well, yes. A lot of people committed and, suicide. And you're right. The depression, suicide, ideation rate is much higher than it, it has been. I have heard of many more. Um, just in the, the patients I see, I've heard the increase of suicide ideation. I've had a Explain call a few the word of ideation. Thoughts, thoughts. Thoughts of suicide. Yeah. Um, I've had to make... Several calls for my own couple of my own patients and had to get them extra help to you know because they were at serious risk of hurting themselves. So, um, and that's not something I commonly do. So, just in my own experience of and listening to the conversations and when you hear that helplessness, powerlessness, yes. and hopelessness. no hopelessness, no hope, that's what we're seeing. And suicide thoughts are very tunneling in, and they're kind of like a vacuum that takes out any good and only lets you see bad and so um yeah there is help and you need professional help when you're there and it's okay to need professional help yes and we're living through something that is very overwhelming and it's totally overwhelming and it's okay to acknowledge that yes so you know if you're even if you're just experiencing like that depression and it's ongoing like get help talk to someone right there is you know a lot of communities have mental health hotlines right now for people to talk to you've given out the tampa bay that 211 is not just for suicide it's also for anybody who needs to talk to someone they can help connect you with resources but get you know we need to talk about this we need to find resources we need to find our hope we need to get help right sometimes we need to help some have someone help us get through a really tough situation well i'm going to throw in our uh ministry prayer line information too because i'm the pastor of beacon of hope ministries um and we're in our 19th year here in the clearwater area and we have a prayer line that we've had for 10 12 years and it's an email prayer line prayers at 
bohmglobal.com. So the BOHM stands for Beacon of Hope Ministries. So I'm going to give that to you again. Send your email to prayers at bohmglobal.com. Betty, who is one of our regular um, uh, radio team members for our Sunday show, or my associate pastor, Pastor Jim, one of them will pick up the request and send out a prayer to the prayer team. So prayers at bohmglobal.com. People use that that don't come to our church. Sure. It's just, it's a international, it's global. That's why it's now BOHM Global. We get a lot of, of prayer requests. And believe me, God is is really helping people cope in this situation. So don't forget that. Sure, you know? absolutely. And, you know, and we need all the supports we do that we can get. And, you know, and if you're in the anywhere in the state of Florida and you're needing to find a therapist, I do have telehealth available, you which do. is a video conferencing way. My office is still open if you're in the Tampa Bay area and you just need to come in for some. Seven, two, seven, five, zero, one, six, five, five, seven. I'm going to give you all these numbers again right now. So okay. get a pen. And uh, we want to give you the things that can help you during this difficult time. This whole show has been about us realizing and, and stressing that people are hurting and they're depressed and they're angry and they're irritated. And we understand that. Yes. Dr. Angel Falzoni's information, 727-501-6557, drangelsdevelopment.com yes. is your website. So for the ministry, if you need prayer, prayers at bohmglobal.com, prayers at bohmglobal.com. If you're in the Tampa Bay area, you can use the 211 resource. Just dial that number. There'll be someone there to talk to you. This, the National Suicide Prevention phone number is this, 1-800-273-8255. One more time, 1-800-273-8255. Go back and listen to the shows we've done in this series. I think they will help you understand how serious we are taking this whole thing. Absolutely. And I mean, it's rarely that we would have five shows on, and we're going to have another one or another one. We don't know how many this is going to well, go. We have to meet the needs. We're of where meeting we're at, the needs where of where we are. are. So Absolutely. can you sum up, doctor, anything? We only have two minutes. Sum up anything you'd like to say here before we get out of here. Well, I definitely want to say, you know, as a world, we are going through this collective trauma. It means we're all experiencing the same traumatic trigger at the same time. And we're all in the grief and loss cycle for different reasons in different areas of our lives. And we knowing that helps us learn how to get through that. And right. so recognizing, yeah, yes, Dr. Angel, I am struggling. I, I don't have the energy or I'm, I'm not feeling hopeful or I'm struggling right. with some of this depression or irritability or anger. Like they're normal, natural feelings they for are. what we're going through. They are. But there's help. Yes, and that's what we want to point out. And that's why we do this show. And because of the drastic increase in views on this show in the last two or three weeks, we encourage you to be one of those that shares this Facebook post. Absolutely. And also, we are Go Yard. We're going to go to Tantalk Radio. Go to youtube.com slash Tantalk Radio slash Go Yard, and you'll find our YouTube show right there also. So this has been who? Who are you anyway? I've been sitting here talking to you. Who are you? <laughs> Dr. Angel. I know. And I'm Mama Mac. And God bless every one of you. And reach out, please, if you have a need. And we will see you next week. God willing, and the creek don't rise. Good night. Good night. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.